0: First of all, um, the purpose of content is to add value to customers. So even Google, in their ranking factors, they always tell, you know, um, blogs to prioritize adding value to your customers. Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience.
1: Hello good people, welcome to our show. Hello bad people, welcome to our show. Hello, anyone who want to learn more about storytelling, welcome. Today we are going to discuss more about that, how you can craft your story, how you can get results, especially we are going to touch more B2B and SaaS, so you will know how to get results. And I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Maera Olori. How are you? I'm doing very well. How are you
0: doing?
1: Uh, I'm I'm doing great. I I'm always happy to get great specialists on my <laughs> podcast to learn from them because people think that I have this podcast to create brand awareness. No way. I'm learning. I'm student on this life. <laughs> I need to learn to get new valuable insights. And especially in marketing, it's tough to stay generic. We need to craft our skills to find something else yeah. to uh, search. For new angles, how you can get great results. Uh, my, before we start, just tell more about yourself, experience, background, and anything that can help our listeners to learn more about you.
0: Okay, that's great. So, my name is Myro, as Anatoly said, and I am a content marketer. I work with um, SaaS and Martech brands, and I've sort of crafted a niche for myself in storytelling because I know that's you know, something that really connects with people. So I'm such a storytelling advocate. I've been writing creative content for a very long time, niche um, it down into um, SaaS, and I'm very excited to be here to talk about how brands can, you know, elevate their content to storytelling.
1: Awesome, awesome. I can't avoid one question. I love this question because I see books on your background. And I love reading books, it's my loving resource of getting information, not blog posts, not podcasts, even books, because uh, on books, we can get background of human psychology, why they buy, why something can impact to their decisions. Uh, Can you tell your loving books or and how often do you read these books? Because I still get the question that it's hard to find time a lot of excuses why someone can't uh, but people watch six hours a day tv it's a lot (laughs) instead of watching tv you can read six hours of day books can you tell that can lead us in the new direction
0: so that's a very great question and i love how in recent times we have such you know diverse ways to read books so beyond sitting down to read a physical book you also have an audio book right and so um reading honestly is something that's first from interest so once you have curiosity about something, once you want to really learn about a topic, you know that you find most information, like in-depth information in a book. And you just have to find time. So it's something that is born out of curiosity, something that's born out of interest. You know, you can't force it sometimes, but find something interesting and find something you're really curious about, and you will read a book. You will read the book.
1: Mm -hmm. Nice. Nice. Okay, let's talk about uh, creating a story or crafting story or writing your story. Uh, Can you tell where to start, how to collect data, uh, how to learn your readers, customers and craft the story that people can't stop reading until the end?
0: So we have diverse ways of understanding our customers. Um, for SaaS, um, you probably already have people using your product, um, people who have signed up for, you know, free trials or something. The best way to get data, I always say, is just to ask, right? So you can get, um, you know, ask questions, ask in the email, you know, put up a webinar and invite your um, customers to come in and ask them questions. What do you think about our product? What's your biggest pain? Um, what were you using to solve this particular problem before you use our product? These are ways you can get, you know, real-time relevant data. Um, and beyond that, we use, um, you know, sites like Cora. Is an amazing place to get data because a lot of people are asking questions, and you also see the angles to which people are answering this question, so you can get a full understanding of the pain points of your customers and the kind of solutions that they're getting as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome, Lot Uh, Mayra, can you tell about difference between B2B and B2C when you craft your story? What kind of difference can you feel it? And because Uh, in B2B, we need to touch uh, human beings as well, but decision makers who can uh, transfer data to others, uh, stakeholders. So tell your how to differentiate B2C and B2B. Okay, so for
0: B2B storytelling. Like um, Anatoly said, you're speaking to people who are making decisions for businesses. So you're not only crafting a story that talks to them personally, you're you're telling them a story that shows them how your product or service can actually solve their business problems and can help them achieve their business goals. While for B2C, your storytelling is primarily just talking to the audience you're telling them this is how I can help you you know so b2b is mainly how can I solve your business goals how can my products you know come in and revo- revolutionize um, your your issues well c is basically you know you are an individual and I want to help you personally you don't have to make any tough decisions you don't have to necessarily be anybody else but it's just you that needs to make the decision and how can i touch you personally to make that decision
1: mm-hmm. awesome awesome and uh how to write the story that people can read until then you know i, I love books that were written before digital uh, because uh authors of these books didn't try to satisfy algorithms they try to satisfy people and today all algorithms serve human being Uh, and uh, for example Joe uh, Sugarman uh, wrote on his book by the way it's a great book about writing uh, how to retain the audience until the end uh, when you how to craft a story that people can't stop reading Uh, and uh, when I read his book I I couldn't stop to to read this book because it's amazing Uh, so tell how to retain, uh, as much as possible.
0: <laughs> okay. So that's a great question. The way you can retain, you can use storytelling to retain your customers is by making the story about them and about your product. So don't make the story about you. Don't, don't say how great your product is or how many downloads you've gotten in one month, but let it be about the problem that you're trying to solve, because people can only stay when they can resonate with something. I mean, I'm sure anyone here has read um, a blog post or something and after reading, they're like, oh my God, you really understand what I'm going through. And with that, they would want to know more about your products and how you can help them. So make the story about them. When you're starting your introduction, start with the pain points because, you know, these customers want to know that you understand they don't want you to just be any other company trying to not sell but sell to them they want to know that you actually understand you actually feel you know what they have felt so start with the pain points let the that your story go around your customer let it be like this is where what you're facing right now and this is where you can be by the end of this book or by the end of this article mm-hmm.
1: yeah i agree and um i often review linkedin profiles and uh it's the main issue when profiles are selfish Uh, so owners of these profiles don't care about uh, customers they wanna highlight how they are great nobody cares you can be greater than elon musk but uh, everyone wants to become great and you need to make your customer hero you need to help your customer to become great can you tell how to do it how to create this feeling to customers that you care about customers and wanna help your customer first then uh, to tell how your company is great
0: (laughs) okay so um great yeah so one way one thing you really need to get right is in your content research because once you can really identify the underlying pain of your customer, then you can speak to that. Many a times we have an idea of what um, our customers might be going through, but you need to understand that there's like primary pain and there's secondary pain. There's a pain that is um, as a result of something else. So you need to really dig deep to understand what is the primary thing? What is my customer afraid of? What exactly are they trying to you know, achieve? And once you can get that, you can now speak about it. You can, you know, as we're talking about storytelling, so craft a story, you can bring up a name like, um, Ella was trying to reach out to customers, she was getting real traffic on her blog, but when she used this particular product, she saw an increase. Then you go on to talk about how exactly that change occurred. Because people are really looking for, you know, like you said, they're not interested in how great your company is. Yeah, that that helps later on. But really, they just want to know, um, can you solve my problem? Do you understand what I'm going through? Can you solve it? And they want to know, can your product solve this problem? So first thing, get your content research right. Ask questions, search through, um, get the data right, you know, and find the actual pain point of the customer Then openly talk about it and show how your product has helped other people solve that problem.
1: Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah, valuable valuable. Um, I want to ask you about creating sales funnel uh, customers journey because um, many brands uh, chase high volume, but it doesn't mean that you can get more traffic then you can get more customers sometimes uh it's bad not sometimes often how to uh, create sales funnel
0: okay so that's actually so great so you need to understand that with storytelling you're not trying to um appease you know a particular structure right because many a times customers don't realize that they're actually going through a funnel right all they know is that they have a problem and they stumble they um search on google or any search engine what is the solution to this problem and they stumble upon the article and they find an answer that is all they know so i i really um try not to structure storytelling or you know getting customers into a particular funnel i mean the sales funnel is amazing but i try not to you know um let let the stories um telling go through that so what i usually tell brands is that you know when you're creating content for the awareness stage right tell people about the problem that they're facing yes but also let's you know let them be aware of your product because something that a lot of um, brands are very guilty of is that they write articles and they don't talk about their products at all you know people get this wrong where, you're, yeah, I'm talking about storytelling and I'm telling stories to my customers and they focus fully on the customers, but they don't even talk about their product at all. But the best part of storytelling for SaaS is that you're able to show how your products can solve, you know, um, customer issues. So in the awareness stage, you can put screenshots, you know, of walking your customers through how to use your products. In the interest stage, you know, make it make it more um you know because you're already interested in whatever you're showing them so you're putting case studies out put actual stories of what people have gone through using your products and all of that so that's how you can go through um the sales funnel using storytelling
1: mm-hmm. awesome and uh, can you tell more about call to action uh if we uh, speak about articles content marketing we need to submit call to action. So uh, tell how to do it right.
0: <laughs> okay, that's so good because I see that a lot of articles of brands really need to um, step up their call to action. So Many a times I see articles that they just write an article and they put the call to action, like sign up for this product at the end, right? But what you're meant to do is that you're meant to actually kind of insert call to actions in your article as things go by, not call to actions that are going to take your reader away from your article completely, but things that actually make them want to sign up. So you could put like a free trial or something that, you know, doesn't... Um, scare them away, right? So a good call to action should be in your article, put it insert it into your article, and at the end of your article, put a call to action saying that, okay, yeah, I've told you about the problem, you have seen how to solve it. Why don't you try it with this particular product that can easily help you solve the problem? You have seven days, 14 days, one month free trial. You don't have to sign up for a credit card. Why don't you try it and see for yourself? And one Amazing thing about um, including call to actions in your article this way is that once you've told the story about how your product can solve um, issues and you input screenshots and reviews, when your customer signs up with your call to actions, they already kind of know how to use your product because they're familiar, you know, with what you've showed them already. So call to actions are very, very powerful in storytelling and you should really strategically put it in between your articles and also at the end.
1: Mhm yeah awesome awesome i love i love your energy uh, can you tell your resource of energy where do you get this resource you <laughs> know i mean like to stay energetic to share value uh, with clients customers <laughs> how
0: to stay energetic
1: yeah and uh, yeah because i see your energy I, I can feel your energy so tell how i can yeah. get the same resource of energy
0: <laughs> honestly it comes from passion it comes from having like a very sincere passion to see people you know get better at what you're doing if as a founder of a SaaS company you have actual passion for your customers or for the products you're giving out, um, that energy is actually really going to be seen in your content as well. Because you know, you're like, you don't understand this, I really want you to understand so you can really get better at it. So that's where the energy comes from. It's from Mm -hmm. sincere passion.
1: Awesome, awesome, love it, love it. Um, I'm interested about SEO. If we speak about text-based content, we need to satisfy users and search engines as well. So tell your methods how to do it right.
0: Okay. So first of all, um, the purpose of content is to add value to customers. Mm-hmm. So even Google in the ranking factors, they always tell, you know, um, blog, blogs to prioritize adding value to your customers. I see a lot of times um, people are so interested in ranking or in being the first page of google which is amazing but you should always remember like the first thing when you're creating content is this is for someone a human being who is actually going to read this right so you can follow the um, seo best practices by inserting the keywords um that are needed in your blog post in strategic areas and something i always love to say is that no one will come to you if they don't know about you and that's the amazing thing about SEO, you want your content to be discoverable, right? So strategically place your keywords and frame your um, topics in a way that customers will ask questions, right? So if someone is searching what is the best email marketing service, you should um, frame your content in a way that says, oh, these are the 10 best email marketing services you should look for. So frame your, um, your H2s, your H3s in ways that Customers are asking those questions and they can easily find your content. But always remember that the first person who matters is not search engines, but your readers.
1: Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, I want to ask about one aspect that often uh, is ignored um, in creating content. Uh, for example, I love reading books. You love reading books as well. but <laughs> uh, And uh, book offers usually have plus five editors. Some book offers have like 15 editors, a lot of. Some can check Grammarly. Uh, other editors can uh, check uh, readability, simplicity, inspirational, m- m- many things. But uh, in content creation, if we speak about blog content, it's hard to find a lot of editors to, uh, and sometimes it, it doesn't make sense you know, to have this. Uh, yeah. Uh, team of editors tell uh, how it's important to give content at least to one editor uh, from your experience okay
0: yeah so it's very important to have like not a lot of people work on your content because everyone comes with their own ideas about how something should be. As much as you have probably have a style guide or a content brief and you communicate your vision or your ideas, individuals are different and the approach they take is very different so you need to as much as possible minimize the amount of eyes or the amount of hands that go on your content so that you know you can still keep the the value the initial value that the writer put in to um the content right so it's very important that you also um as much as possible keep the same editor over all the content on your blogs because over time they get to understand the purpose of the content how that content is helping you drive your business goals how your const- how your customers react to that content as well so it's really important that I find someone who you know can understand these things is very very good can work with writers really well and can even collaborate easily with writers and understand their ideas that they're bringing into the content as well
1: let's go ahead and i wanna ask about priorities for example uh, I see a big issue when companies create uh, a huge list of topics. For example, plus hundred uh, topics um, or uh, uh, plus ten thousand keywords. You know, it's a lot. It's a lot, mm-hmm. uh, especially when you have limited resources. So tell how you choose priorities because we can't create a lot of content at scale if you're if, if we speak about quality, and quality is yeah. the most important element. But If you need quality, you need to spend time to craft this content. So tell your methods how to choose content ideas that will bring more results.
0: Great. So the key word in this is relevance. How relevant is this content to your business goals and to your customers? You know, what um, brands should ask themselves and what I usually do is how easily can you impute your product as the solution in this particular content idea right so an email marketing service for example shouldn't really try to rank for let's say a real estate topic because you know it's not easy to put your content and to put your product in front and say oh hey by the way this is a product that can help you you know so relevant how relevant is it to your business to your products can you easily showcase your product and will it actually easily re, um, you know connect with your customers so that's one major thing i use when trying to pick topic relevance pick something that you know is really um really going to showcase your product and build authority on that topic
1: uh i want to ask about ai um it's uh-huh. hard to ignore, ignore ai today That was simple, but impossible tomorrow. And uh, it's important to consider AI. I cooperate with many great writers who can post on Forbes, Investopedia, many great resources, and all of them use AI. Uh, I'm not against AI, but uh, if you don't use it smart, you can't get quality content. So tell your methods how to use AI to increase speed, quality, and uh, still have high quality content
0: right so first of all i think i should say know what to use ai for and know what what know what not to use ai for Um, The popular tool, you know, that's around is ChatGPT. And one amazing way to actually get the most out of ChatGPT is to understand prompt engineering. So, you know, crafting quality prompts will definitely give you quality output. And that's something that every B2B content marketer should know how to do. So I would always advise you spend time learning how to craft quality prompts, like giving ChatGPT a role where Persona to take adding context or information, giving the examples, that's one way to get involved out of ChatGPT. Also, always understand that ChatGPT cannot give you accurate information all the time. If you're looking for a statistic or facts, do not use AI for that because sometimes they formulate facts and give you and give you, and if you put that in your content, it doesn't look good at all. It does not look good at all. So know that you shouldn't use ChatGPT or AI for statistics or facts when you want to um put that in your content but use it to brainstorm ChatGPT can really help you get your ideas structured or can help the ideas come flowing use it to brainstorm you know sometimes you can use ChatGPT to frame your thoughts into actual constructive text right so if you're doing a brain dump and you just need to type whatever you're thinking on um you know google doc or something copy that into chat gpt or any ai tool you use and ask it to structure you know, your thoughts into something that people can actually read. But every single time you do that, make sure you fact check, make sure you go ahead to edit it and make sure that you add personality and stories because that is what people are going to connect with. I haven't really seen an AI tool that speaks so much like a human that can actually um, tell, you know, write content that pushes someone to take action or pushes someone to, you know, have an emotional um you know decision so make sure that you don't use ai as a replacement but use it as an assistance that's something you should always remember with ai because like you said you know it's here and it's not going anywhere right but neither are we it's not going to take over we have to um, always increase originality and authenticity. So yeah, you can use AI in your content, but make sure that it doesn't replace your voice, your ideas, or your turn.
1: Yeah, valuable. Love it, love it. Uh, I want to ask about uh, how to be creative. Uh, uh, I think it's important to stand out from the rest and to create something new. Uh, It's hard. It's hard because uh, many competitors a lot of ideas but and uh, digital is overwhelmed and overpriced well but anyway if you want to get results you need to be creative can you tell your methods how to uh, stand out from the rest but consider user intent because I see it's a it's a gap you know it's uh, even hook uh, when uh, content creators take new topics they usually check top 10 results analyze competitors and create the same content, you know, yeah. but in another words. So how to stand out from the rest, but don't forget about users.
0: Great. So you um, can draw inspiration from The company um, you're working with or the company you're working for, because as much as tools are almost the same, you know, the company values are not the same. So get inspiration from the company values, get inspiration from the primary purpose of this product solving. Right. And use that to stand out. Another thing is. Always let your personality show in your writing. I mean, we're so many different people. We think differently. As much as we look at search results, don't let that be like your standard. You know, I feel like content marketers should be looking at search results just to see, you know, how the format is or see the information, but never copy and paste. I tell you, I have done... Try to do research about the topic, and I opened two different um, articles from two different companies, and they were exactly the same, and I was very disappointed. So never, you know, use another blog post as your standard. Just use it to get information or get ideas of what they're doing right to make them rank. But draw inspiration from the company values. Draw inspiration from the kind of customer they're trying to reach out to. Draw inspiration from yourself, from your own personality, and let that show in your writing. Because honestly, someone is going to stay in your page because they like the way you do things, not because they like the way someone else does things. So always keep that in mind.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Let's talk about mistakes. I made a lot of mistakes in my life. I keep doing them. And it's the best way how to go ahead to learn. Because uh, if you, usually do the same you can't be innovative you can't be creative but if you try something new you can fail and i fail a lot i fail a lot but can adapt to measure what i got uh, to go ahead so tell your mistakes that you made and how you can (laughs) learn from them
0: (laughs) okay so um i believe one mistake i've made earlier in my career and especially about storytelling, is this statement that we hear all the time, show, don't tell. And, you know, it's very popular, but some mistakes I've made before is actually telling, not showing. So I might come across a product and I might say, "Okay, this is a problem and this is the product and this is what it can do. But I learned along the way that customers kind of back out when you just you know put something out there but what they want is kind like they want you to show them how this product is going to solve their problem so you can put a screenshot okay you can put a video and say okay so you know you want to send an awarding email to you know your new hires this is how this product did that for someone else and this is you know, and visually they can see themselves using that product to solve their problem. So that's one mistake I made earlier and I learned from it. And now I always tell people and advocate for it that in B2B SaaS, show, don't tell actually means showing people how they fit in or showing them how your the product fits into their business lives or their day to day lives. Awesome.
1: Awesome. Uh, let's talk about your experience. Uh... I have students in my network who are looking for ways how to learn from scratch. I have customers who want to get the basic before jumping in any niche. Uh, And uh, yeah, I usually get good results with customers who understand what I do. So if customers understand why we need to create high quality content, why it's important to think more about getting traffic value. Then more traffic, many things we we can get great results. If customers think that experts, writers, authors, content creators can decide everything instead of them, they're wrong. (laughs) We uh, we need to cooperate together to understand each other. So tell if you started today from scratch without any experience, knowledge, skills, what will you do today if you start from zero?
0: That's a great question and so what I would do first is to actually Look out and get knowledge, right? So there's so many courses on content marketing that really explain deeply the value of content in relation to business goals. One of the um, certifications I took was HubSpot's content marketing course, and if I had to go back, I definitely would go back and take that course just to have an understanding. I mean, anyone can take that course, whether you're a business owner or you're a student who wants to go into content marketing. It's really versatile, and you will understand why. content marketers exist and why content is an amazing tool for driving business growth another thing i would do is actually try you know you can't really understand something unless you actually try it so once you've gotten the information you go out and try and create content and actually you know see the metrics see if it's working and try something else and try something else until you find what works for you and what works for your company
1: awesome Awesome. And I have my final question about the future Uh, for me. It's unpredictable. (laughs) I'm so bad to predict the future. I tried a few times I failed, Uh, but uh, I usually adapt and move fast. If something happens, so I know I need to go ahead Uh, or just stay in something that I have if it works. Uh, I want to ask. How you can see the future uh, in B2B SaaS uh, storytelling, and how people can adapt to this possible future.
0: Okay, for B2B SaaS storytelling, more and more I see that customers actually really don't want to be sold to, but you know they really want to know that you care before they even care about your product, right? It's so present. I see. I see <laughs> Yeah. So I see a future where, you know, um B2B SaaS um founders really need to pay attention. The content marketers really need to pay attention to connection with their target audience okay in different ways and how you can adapt to it is really just, you know, trying things out. Why don't you talk more about um what your customers are going through? Do? why don't you see how you can really display your products as the solution, and not just as any other SaaS tool that they come across, right? So this is what I'll tell you. The future is storytelling. And one thing I I think, um, I just want to demystify something. When people hear storytelling, usually they think about, you know, folk tales or fairies, but storytelling in B2B SaaS, like we've established already here, is you putting your customer as, the, he, as, as um, the hero of your story and showing them plainly how your products can solve that particular problem. Okay, so that's what I think the future is going to. And in the case of AI, because the future is AI right now, um, you can use AI to also help you craft story ideas, but make sure that you fine tune it to fit your goals and your customers as well
1: awesome awesome love it love it uh it's a big pleasure to get on the show to learn from you so valuable tell the best way how to keep learning from you how to reach out to you how to follow you
0: so you can find me on linkedin at myra um, and my website as well where i try to post um you know quality content for people to keep on learning. Um, So those are the two places that you can definitely reach out to me where I post um, content regularly.
1: Nice, nice guys. You can find links in the description below. Listen to us on Apple, Google, Spotify. I recommend to anyone to follow my era on LinkedIn because I follow And you need to do it as well, (laughs) if you want to become a better marketer and storyteller as well. Okay, guys. Love you. See you.
0: Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at SEOtools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.